Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Cindric racing for a spot in the record books, but he is not going to get there. To the line they come. Checkered flag is out. Brandon Jones wins. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity. Internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for our weekly get-together. A get-together this week that will be punctuated by an appearance from Brandon Jones. He won over the weekend the Kansas Lottery 250 at Kansas Speedway. Brandon will join us talking about that win and how the stretch run is in place for his team as they get closer to the playoffs. In the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series, Matt Crafton got a win. He won the EPT 200 at Kansas Speedway. Matter of fact, that was his first win since 2017. Matt will be here to talk about that win. Rusty Wallace and Mike Helton will be on today's show to talk about their upcoming motorcycle charity ride next month and how you could win a brand-new Harley-Davidson. We'll also look back on a controversial race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway 19 years ago in this week's MRN flashback. And we've also got 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson this week in history and a whole lot more. To start off this week's show, we want to pause for a moment and we want to remember NASCAR Hall of Fame engine builder Maurice Petty. Over the weekend, Maurice passed away at the age of 81. From all of us here at the Motor Racing Network, we send our thoughts, our prayers, and our condolences to the Petty family. Maurice Petty, simply known as Chief around the Petty Garage, was the most successful engine builder in NASCAR history. Younger brother of the King, Richard Petty, and son of three-time champion Lee Petty, Maurice racked up 212 wins as the Chief Engine Builder for Petty Enterprises. Most of those victories came with brother Richard's Hall of Fame career. There's the checker out and the STP Dodge of Richard Petty has won the Daytona 500. It wouldn't be a Richard Petty uh, per se, 
accomplish the things that he accomplished without a lot of people. But this is one of the main characters of the whole deal. Uh, you got there. Petty Enterprise was in existence for a long time, and we were very proud of everything we did. It was a family deal. Chief done his stuff, and Dale, me, my dad. But the big deal was that it took all of us to do it. Here they come to the stripe. Waltrip dives to the inside. Petty almost put him off in the grass, and Richard Petty will win the Daytona 500. Chief also won races with the late Pete Hamilton, including the 1970 Daytona 500. The Daytona International Speedway's 12th Annual 500 is over. It has been another breathtaking performance, a superlative automobile race, and it has been won today by Pete Hamilton, Dedham, Massachusetts. Chief, he would would tune the engine in a certain way, and the engine would run pretty good in, in practice. But when it came to qualify, the engine would always run a little bit better. And I, I, I don't even know if I know to this day what, you know, what, what the different things were that he did because I'm not an engine man. I was kind of a chassis, chassis guy and work on the car and welding and things like that. And, and, uh, but Chief got a lot out of those engines and, uh, and he, he knew about the gearing and, and uh, you know, he built the engine to, to, have, um, to, to have the torque curve where, where the gearing was, was going to be. Um, uh, at Talladega, I ran a taller gear than uh, Richard did, and probably than most of the other guys. Taller gear meaning, meaning uh, it wouldn't turn quite so much, but when you got in the draft, it, it would suck you in, and you'd gain a couple hundred RPM, and now the engine was, was right at the, at the uh, RPM that it was built to run. But I'm going faster because I've got a taller gear. Checkered flag is out. He laps three automobiles. And Pete Hamilton puts Plymouth Superbird in victory lane at the Alabama International Motor Speedway. Hamilton in car number 40 does it up. Just little, little things like that that were good communication between the engine builder and, and the chassis people. Maurice Petty was taught by his father at an early age the secret to winning races. Our empathy was one that Lee thought he taught, he taught Richard and myself. He said, don't leave this shop until that car is ready to come off that trailer, ready to race. He says, races are not won on a racetrack. They're won at a shop before you get there. Because if you got it ready when you get there and you can unload and they throw the green flag, you're going to beat. 99.9% of them. In the early years of NASCAR, engine builders like Maurice Petty had to be creative in assembling cars which were durable as well as fast enough to win races. Well, you know, we're just proud to have come along when we did, and then when you came along, you had to be smart enough to engineer your own stuff and go out and put it all together, and if you broke something, you didn't pick up the phone call and get another piece. You figured out what made it break and do something so that that part wouldn't break again. In 2014, Maurice was inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame, joining Lee and Richard, as well as cousin Dale Lindman. You had to do a job, and that's how we made our living, and as far as being the last one in, that ain't no problem. I mean, I'm in, so I'm tickled to death with it. And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. Oh, hi. Um, okay. Guess we should talk about something. Kind of tough to be put on the spot. Not sure what to say. 
but I know what I'm definitely not talking about. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. The Xfinity fastest lap in Thursday's cup race at Kansas Speedway was turned in by Kevin Harvick with a speed of 175.029 miles an hour, and that happened with just 20 laps to go. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast, that was Xfinity fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. We'll tell you what's trending in NASCAR next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Hey guys, I'm Corey the Joy. If you want honest opinions about everything NASCAR and much more, listen to Sunday Money. Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott join me every week, and nothing is off limits. I'm sorry, has your life not gotten better since we've gotten closer, or has it gotten worse? It's my job to put our team in the best position to get a good finish. Join our conversations. We give our real opinions. No holding back on our show. Listen to Sunday Money. I don't need an investor, Daryl. I'm an independent woman. I use my own husband's money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find podcasts. Wheeland would like to congratulate Denny Hamlin and his number 11 Joe Gibbs Racing Pit Crew for the win at Kansas Speedway on Thursday night. They are the Wheeland Pit Crew of the Week. On the final caution of the race, Hamlin's pit crew elected to take four tires. With 13 laps to go, he ran down the leader and held on for his fifth win of the season. Boy, what a season it is turning out to be for Denny Hamlin. Final time off turn four, headed to the checkered flag, and for the fifth time this season, Denny Hamlin is a winner, picking up the victory tonight at the Kansas Speedway. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's time to get all the latest trending news in NASCAR with Motor Racing Network pit reporter Hannah Newhouse. Hannah? It was an action-packed weekend in the land of Oz as NASCAR took over Kansas Speedway. Denny Hamlin won the cup race Thursday night, his fifth this season, followed by Brandon Jones winning the Xfinity race and a truck doubleheader with Austin Hill and Matt Crafton taking the checkered flags. Here comes Christian Eckes to the bottom in turn three, side by side for the lead and for the win in Kansas. One last gasp for Christian Eckes, puts the nose to the inside off turn four. He's not going to get there for the first time in 95 races. Matt Crafton is headed back to Gander Trucks victory lane. Crafton wins the EPT 200 at Kansas Speedway. Crafton ended a winless streak dating back to Eldora in 2017 despite winning the 2019 championship. As the playoffs inch closer and closer, the pressure is on for a number of drivers on the bubble. 
William Byron and Matt DiBenedetto are in the playoffs as of today, with Tyler Reddick and Eric Jones not far behind them. And where is seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson? On the outside, looking in. Currently, he's 18th, but the schedule is headed to some of his best tracks. Dover also announced that no fans will be allowed at their doubleheader weekend, August 22nd through the 23rd. For more information on these stories and all the latest news in NASCAR, head to MRN.com. I'm Hannah Newhouse. Thank you, Hannah. Coming up, NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series winner from Kansas, Matt Crafton, will join us. And later, Rusty Wallace and Mike Helton will give us the details of an upcoming charity ride. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together. That's Dale Earnhardt. He shouldn't have even been messing with me in the first place, and so I flipped the script on him, and what does he do? Wipe us out. Here's stories you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. So Dale comes over and I said, what did Mark say? He said he wouldn't talk to me. So Mark goes on to win four races in a row after that. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Defending NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series champion Matt Crafton will join us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gone gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Hey, this is Bubba Wallace, driver of the number 43 Victory Junction Chevrolet Camaro. Victory Junction is a year-round camp for children living with serious and chronic medical conditions. Each year, nearly 10,000 children and their families get the chance to play, laugh, and do things they never thought possible at Victory Junction at no cost. You can make a difference in a child's life and feel your heart race. Support Victory Junction by texting Bubba to 36413 or donating online at victoryjunction.org slash donate now. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Over the weekend in Kansas, Matt Crafton picked up his first Truck Series win since 2017. MRN's Woody Kane talked with him about picking up that checkered flag. The defending champ of the Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series joins us now, Matt Crafton, fresh off his win at Kansas Speedway. And in fact, Matt, fresh off a real hot streak, you guys, four straight top five finishes, including that big win at Kansas here before you take a little break. You got to feel like after some trouble, you guys have really turned this thing around lately. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, just getting the, the grill off our back. We weren't going to call that a monkey that has batted us since the pandemic. We came back. I mean, everything that could go wrong had went wrong. I mean, from Charlotte on. And we had great speed there, but 
you read the results, it didn't show it. I mean, a 35th and a 40th and blown tires at, uh, at Homestead. So we were always good, but just never had any results to show for it. And now we're having something to show for it the last four weeks. Do you feel like your experience, I mean, it's not like you're in your first ride here, having gone through some ups and downs before, because as we know, you will, if you stay in this game long enough, kind of gives you the, the, the mental fortitude to say, okay, if we just stay the course, this will even out for us. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, it, it's very tough mentally when you're going through the trials and tribulations of everything you go through to just want to, uh, man, can I do this anymore? Or what, what, what's wrong? What, what, do we, what do we need to do to change anything? But uh, it, once you get that win and just get that momentum, and I knew once we it was the third, the third, and the fourth, we were going to win. I mean, without a doubt. And I've been saying that here lately. We will win because we had the speed and everything to do what we've been doing here. So as you mentioned, it's not like you guys have been out to lunch and just can't find yourselves. Most drivers say, as long as you've got the speed, the wins will eventually come. Now looking forward, as you begin to make this push toward the playoffs, which I can't believe we're almost already uh, to that point of the season after everything that's gone on, what do you want to see out of this team going forward? Are there a couple of areas you could tweak to feel like if we're a little better here and a little better there, we're gonna be a contender? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's without a doubt. Junior and every one of these guys on this team, I mean, they're going to be working on these trucks and just trying to make stuff a little bit better. We, we still, we feel that we need a little bit more just speed. I mean, yes, we did win. Our truck handled very well, drove very well, but just just a little bit off on the speed. Like I said, 18, he could get to my bumper. He couldn't pass us, but I felt if we would have had just a little bit more speed in the thing, and we feel like we know what we were where we're off on that, so we felt confident we can get there as well. You mentioned your crew chief, Junior Joyner, and, and before we started, I was telling you I had you guys pit box at Texas, and there you had to change two batteries but still get a, a podium finish, a top three finish out of the thing. With the mechanical glitches that you've had to overcome, one of the things that has impressed me with the whole Thor Sport organization is when I talked with your GM, David Pepper, he said, we spent this downtime building our fleet up so that when things go wrong down the stretch, we're not scrambling. Do you feel like that? Is that starting to pay off for you guys now? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we definitely had an arsenal of trucks that, that we ran the same truck at, at Texas. We had one, and it was kind of the sister truck that we ran at Kentucky, and then we ran the same truck that we ran at Texas was our primary for uh, Kansas. So, um there's just two really 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 good trucks that we have on a mile and a half and we have a fleet of really good ones as well but those are some that we've felt great about one of the trucks I think it was the truck that we ran this weekend was actually the truck that we won the championship with at Homestead so not a bad truck yeah not at all absolutely a really good truck Matt it's been crazy schedule wise this year some of the races we thought we were going to be at we're not at and some of the places we didn't think we'd wind up at we are so eyeing the schedule knowing that there are still some gaps there what kinds of things jump out at you about the remainder of the schedule going forward? I mean, j just the, the really un the unknown is going to Daytona. That's going to be very interesting, to say the least, <laughs> with, with no practice. I mean, for me, everywhere we've been, it, I, I've been. And so I've, I have numerous, numerous laps. But, I mean, I can honestly say I feel bad for a lot of the rookies. These guys have never seen these racetracks, and they got to go in turn one and never have a green flag lap on it and try to figure it out. So they've actually done a really, really good job with it, but uh, it, it should be a very interesting end of the year. And I know NASCAR is doing a phenomenal job at getting all the protocol and doing everything they need to do to get all these races in. 
So we're, we're kind of trading one road course for another here, going to Daytona and not necessarily going to Canada. Um, and I, but haven't you been uh, there with some of the Rolex events before and, and had some laps? You hadn't, haven't had a lap on that thing. Never. My goodness. Never. Yeah. I, you you guys see me. I got on the simulator a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, I, I completely missed turn one. I mean, <laughs> I ended up in the, the, the oval turn one. Like, dude, you did you turn it. your head and go up there it went? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally did. I mean, you're like, yeah, you passed it. Like, I did. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, that brings up a larger point, though, Matt, with, as you mentioned, everything that NASCAR's had to do to get us back on track and get us back racing, uh, no qualifying, no practice. Uh, a lot of these different things, uh, we've seen experiments going on. Do you think some of these things will stick going forward? What are these elements that you have liked that we might keep going forward? Midweek races is another one. That That is number one, uh, I feel, that we should do, especially the truck series. The, the, the cup series, just seeing some of the TV ratings, that's been a little bit, I mean, that stinks because I thought the TV ratings would be very good. But I think the, sh the truck races are short enough where people can watch for an hour and 45 to two hours and watch a truck race on a weeknight. And a cup race, sometimes maybe it's just too long, the three and a half to four hours, and they're going to be up to midnight to watch it. So I think it'll be a great thing for the trucks to run midweek races. And just, I'm, I'm excited to go, hopefully we get all this to go to Richmond again and these short tracks. But I just remember like Thursday Night Thunder, and stuff back in the day. I mean, all these other people are going, what is that? But <laughs> I'm sure you remember it with the midgets <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. It, yeah. People love that stuff. And I think that would be a great place to, to run half the truck races or a third of the truck races doing stuff like that. Because I mean, every cup race that's somebody on the weekday, I've watched. I've been yeah. the guy that's watched it till midnight or whatever it was. But a lot of people have to have an eight to five job and don't want to stay up mm -hmm. till midnight. That, so that's a that little bit of downfall with cup. But the truck deal i think you could do that without a doubt that's kansas truck series winner matt crafton you can hear more of that interview on this week's mrn out loud on mrn.com coming up on nascar live we'll look back on an exciting and unusual new hampshire race 19 years ago and later rusty wallace will be with us nascar heads to daytona international speedway this august for two unique events at the world center of racing on august 16th nascar will battle on the historic daytona road course and then the sport returns august 29th for the regular season finale with the coke zero sugar 400 be here to witness nascar history being made in august at daytona international speedway visit daytonainternationalspeedway.com or call 1-800-PIT-SHOP to secure your tickets now Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. When we come back, we'll look back at an unusual race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The NASCAR season is back. Hi, this is Alex Hayden. We're headed back to the racetrack, and while fans won't be with us in person, the Motor Racing Network is setting up a virtual tailgate party. Tweet us pictures or videos of your race day setup. Use the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. We want to hear from you. Find us on Twitter at MRN Radio. Use the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. 
we may feature your tailgate on an upcoming MRN program. Be a part of NASCAR's tailgate party on the Motor Racing Network. Now we're uh, easy top 10 car. Before you dive into the race weekend, get up to speed with MRN Out Loud. That is what makes an extraordinary team. I'm Woody Kane, inviting you to join me every Thursday as we talk to NASCAR drivers and crew chiefs about the coming weekend's race. There, there's a lot that we've been working on. And let you know when and where to hear MRN's coverage from the track. It's one of the older race surfaces we go to. Gear up for the race when you catch MRN Out Loud streaming every Thursday at MRN.com or wherever great podcasts are found. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. There's no other way to say it. 2020 has been a strange year in so many ways. The closest to anything like this was actually back in 2001, the year that NASCAR raced at New Hampshire Motor Speedway on Thanksgiving weekend. Here's Alex Hayden with a NASCAR Live flashback. This year has been difficult for NASCAR. Tough decisions have been made in all aspects of the sport, including moving race dates from one track to another. With just about every weekend hosting a race, NASCAR had to be creative in getting all 36 races, including the NASCAR All-Star Race, on the schedule. It's not often that a race is moved within the season, but it has happened. The year was 2001. The race was the New Hampshire 300. Originally scheduled for September 16th, the race was postponed due to the terrorist attacks on our country just a week earlier. Without an open date, the race was moved to the end of the season, Thanksgiving weekend. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Moore, along with Barney Hall. Welcome to our Thanksgiving special, the final race of the year, a week later than it should have been here today at New Hampshire International Speedway. It's been a very busy day already. Jeff Gordon had already locked up his fourth Cup Series championship a week prior at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So he had nothing to lose as he battled for his seventh win of the season at the Magic Mile. The starting lineup here for this race is based on the point standings as of the week of September the 11th when this race was originally scheduled. Jeff Gordon was leading the point, so he's starting on the Bud Pole. And Jim Phillips, he's always done quite well here. He really has. Uh, three wins this particular racetrack, six wins this year, six uh, Bud Poles. So where's the incentive to race come from? <laughs> well, the incentive is that, you know, this team all year long is, is showing what it takes to go out there and put an effort that could win and you know that's that's you know why they're the champions and that's why we want to go out here and do the same thing just uh, go out there and try to win the race uh, don't have to worry about points no pressure um, you know we're just gonna go out there and have some fun and and uh, try to win this thing here's the field now warming up getting ready for the start of the new hampshire 300 and here's barney hall down to the line they come off turn number four green flag goes in the air and we are underway on the break jeff gordon comes up through the gearbox and will get away just by a car lane. jeff gordon dominated the event by leading 257 of the 300 laps but with 15 laps to go jeff's fortunes changed and things got physical and controversial with richard childress racing's robbie gordon jeff gordon for the first time this afternoon has got more company than he would like. Here comes Gordon diving to the inside. Can't find room as Jeff chucks him down. Robbie Gordon bumps him. Look out. He tags Mike Wallace. Gordon and Wallace in trouble. Jeff Gordon gets by as Mike Wallace backs into the wall. Caution is on the speedway. Caution comes out on the racetrack as three cars touch, get together, and a couple of those are lead cars that go into the wall. Let's go back to turn three. Robbie Gordon trying to fight his way to the inside of Jeff Gordon for the lead. Contact was made. Jeff Gordon got a little bit sideways, got into the Mike Wallace machine and turned him around, set the number 12 machine backwards into the outside retaining wall. Now the field forms up the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon rams Robbie Gordon going over to turn three. 
and the bumping is continuing. Now they sideswipe each other. Robbie Gordon locks up the brakes to try and avoid Jeff Gordon. Robbie goes to the inside on Jeff. It's breaking loose here in turn three. And this is under caution. <laughs> They're filing back over in the, behind the safety car, going back to turn three. Jeff Gordon obviously felt like Maybe Robbie got a little rough going into the corner, came back and retaliated, ramming the back of Robbie Gordon as they work under caution going back into the corner. As a result, Jeff Gordon was penalized for the rough driving. And worse than that for Jeff Gordon, he's just received the black flag. NASCAR is bringing him down the pit road. They'll hold him for a lap. Jeff Gordon, the 2001 champion, comes down the pit road. He'll be held for one lap, and this is going to cost him a chance to win the final race of the 2001 season. Even the champ can get hot. Yeah, I was about to say, anytime Jeff Gordon, he normally keeps his cool very well, but uh, if he delivers a knock on your door, so to speak, you can bet he feels like it's justified. Robbie Gordon held on to lead the final 16 laps for his first career NASCAR Cup Series win. It'll be the 19th different winner in this 2001 season as Robbie Gordon comes to the finish line and sees the checkered flag for Richard Childress Racing and the last race with a low sponsorship. Robbie Gordon wins the New Hampshire 300. Okay, you go down. You and Jeff Gordon are racing for the lead. Contact. Tell us your version of the story. It's racing, you know... Uh... You know, Jeff, Jeff got on the brakes to avoid the 12 car. I was coming. Um, he got by me when, um, when I don't know what Kyle Petty was doing. When he blocked me down the back straightaway, uh, Jeff got by me. So, you know, we were going we to race hard and do everything we could to get to the front. And, um, you know, I got in there a little bit hot. Uh, the 12 got sideways in front of Jeff, and I collected him. You know, um, it, it's racing. You know, I, I can remember at Sears Point getting collected by a lap car and, and ended up second. So... You know, I, I just, I, w I didn't expect Jeff to uh, to come back and retaliate uh, under a caution. You know, I, he could have taken both of us out of the race, but, you know, it is what it is. Winston Kelly is down in the crowd trying to get a word with Jeff Gordon. Let's check in with him now. Okay, that's something I've not seen. You lose your temper. Tell us what happened out there. Well, you know, there weren't points on the line. I knew it was going to be a heck of a battle, but I didn't expect somebody to just take me out. And uh, I'm sure he didn't mean to do it. You know, he just... Uh, uh, drove right down in there as hard as he possibly could, and there's no way you're going to get the car slowed down. And I mean, there, there wasn't any any room down there. I was already on the inside, and uh, that that's just a shame. We had such an awesome race car today. The team was just doing a phenomenal job in the pits, and uh, you know that's uh, that, that's just what happens. You know, uh, one race left to go like this, and I knew it was going to be a great race. I mean, he and I were uh, we had the best cars out there there at the end. We had the best tires. And it was going to be a heck of a battle between he and I. But uh, you don't need to do that with 15 laps to go. You know, I mean, not not when we're trying to get through traffic and, you know, you don't have to hit somebody. Uh, you know, I just wish you would have passed me fair and square like I did him the lap before. The NASCAR Cup Series will be back at the Magic Mile this Sunday for the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301. The green flag will fly just after 3 p.m. Eastern time for this week's MRN Flashback. I'm Alex Hayden. Thanks, Alex. That was an unusual race and the season and with 9-11 and the loss of Dale Earnhardt. That's one year we will never forget. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we've got NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace and Mike Helton will join the show. And later, Brandon Jones will stop by. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. 
For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. Rusty Wallace and Mike Helton join us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.H. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us this week here on NASCAR Live. You may not know this, but NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace is an avid motorcycle rider, along with former NASCAR President Mike Helton. Both will be a part of a motorcycle charity ride next month. MRN's Alex Hayden talked with both about the event and what it's all about. Well, we're really excited about it. Uh, half of the money goes to the NASCAR Foundation, and the other half of the money goes to the Rapid City Special Olympics. And so this will be the second ride. Uh, this year we're starting off from Black Hills Harley-Davidson, and that's one of the largest Harley stores in the world. And they're hosting this to take off and, uh, and start riding the ride. But uh, this will be the second one. Like I said, we've had a great time. We raised a bunch of money last year. And we'll probably have over close to uh, two to 400 riders this year, I'm guessing. My phone's been ringing off the hook. People are, they got cabin fever. They're ready to go riding and get back in their motorcycles again. So it's going to happen out in Sturgis, uh, the Sturgis Rally. And I believe it's going to be a pretty big, uh, a big field of riders and uh, people to raise uh, money for this great cause. And that Black Hills Harley-Davidson, that's in Rapid City, South Dakota. So check them out if you're interested in joining along and helping raise money for a good cause. So, Mr. Helton, Sturgis, motorcycles, this is not something new to you. This is something that's a passion. It is. And then it's a, it's a, it started out as just a, a fun journey to, from the East Coast to Sturgis every year. And, and then it become very, I think, uh, therapeutic. But it also became kind of a passion for a lot of us that that went out there and you make a lot of friends when you're there, just like you do when you go to racetracks and races. But uh, we've made relationships along the way. Rusty's done a I took Rusty out there and educated him a little bit on how to host groups out in Sturgis. And he's done a really good job of picking up and running with it. But when you get out there and you hang around and you with a group of folks that have the same interests and the same passions, it's it's like being at the Daytona 500, uh, and with all the the energy and and if you if you're anywhere near 
uh, a motorcycle enthusiast or even just a, a passerby on the motorcycle, that area has such beautiful scenery and history. Uh, it just it's just a, it's an amazing uh, trip out there. And and Rusty and Wadwood, uh, Rod Woodruff over at uh, Buffalo Chips is a, a supporter of the American Flat Track. This year's kind of got us messed up on our flat track races out there, but he and Rusty have become good friends. And and that's a interesting combination because. Uh, that Buffalo Chips is, is an exciting place to hang out if you're in Sturgis. But this ride has is, is quickly become something that I think everybody is interested in being part of. And it's it's for a great cause, but you just have a lot of great fun riding out there. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Along with Mike, Rusty, yourself, give some folks an idea, some of the other celebrities, Rusty, that's going to be a part of the ride. Well, Clint Boyer is going to be out there with us for this ride. And also uh, Don the Snake Perdome, the world-class drag racer, is going to be there. Our, Fred, our friend uh, Walker Evans, a 10-time off-road world champion, he'll be out there. Uh, we had Sarah Palin with us for the last couple of years. I don't know if Sarah's going to make it or not, but she probably will. Uh, but uh, besides that, we've got a lot of industry people that are going to go out there. Jimmy Adams, the people that are involved with NASCAR on the – the trailers and coaches, uh, he'll have a whole group of people out there. But uh, it, it, what I find about the last two weeks, right before the ride starts, a lot of people say they want to go, and a lot of people end up at the last minute. And with the coronavirus going on right now, COVID-19, there's been some people that are asking, is this still going on? Well, the city of Sturgis voted with a, a vote of 8-1 to one to have the rally and continue on with it. So when the word got out, everybody started going again. But uh, we'll have more celebrities to announce here shortly. Uh, Mike is uh, uh, Mike Helton's been to be basically, in my opinion, the leader of getting us all out to Sturgis. I've been going to Sturgis now for close to 20 years, and it all started when Mike gave me the first invitation to go out there. And uh, he is definitely the godfather. He missed the last couple of years, but we're happy to have him back again. Uh, and Mike knows every crack of the Black Hills. He knows all the roads, and it's fun following Mike because he's our leader when we get out there. He, he knows the beautiful places to go to. If we need to uh, stop and have some lunch, he knows right where to go and all the cool things. But, well, you know, we'll start off in the mornings around uh, 9 o'clock, have some breakfast. We'll say, let's get going, boys, around 11 o'clock. And I'll look at my rear view mirror, and there'll be 50 motorcycles on my tail. And we take off, and we go through all these different areas. But, uh, gosh, it's just, just like Mike said, it is so much fun. And it's all for a really good cause. I mean, the NASCAR Foundation and Rapid City Special Olympics. But besides that, I mean, if you're a motorcycle lover, that's the place to be. And there are so many cool people we met out, we meet out there, engine builders, uh, motorcycle designers. Uh, we're taking two brand-new designs that we're building currently here at our shops out there that are just stunning. And I can't wait to show them to people. But uh, – it's going to be a great time. So we're all heading out there on August the 5th. I'll be coming back home on August the 16th. Uh, the trucks are leaving with all the equipment and everything on August the 2nd. So it's going to be a big time. We're excited about it. The website is RustyWallaceRide.com. That's RustyWallaceRide.com. And Rusty, there is a very, very special Harley Davidson on there. Uh, it's a Harley Davidson FL, uh, FLHX Street Glide. And it was created by the Arlen Ness Enterprises Group. Give folks an idea about this bike that they can see at RustyWallaceRide.com. 
Yeah, thanks, Alex. So what's going on there is the folks at Black Hills Harley donated a brand new Street Glide, 2020 Street Glide, to the NASCAR Foundation and uh, Rapid City Special Olympics uh, for this Sturgis Buffalo Chip Rusty Wallace ride. So it's a new bike, but what do you got to do with it? Now you want to customize it. You want to make that baby really cool. So the folks at Arlen Ness Enterprises, one of the top five builders in the world, said, hey, send that bike to us. We'll customize it for free for the NASCAR Foundation and uh, your cause. And so we sent it out there, and Corey Ness and his guys completely went crazy on it. And the bike just absolutely turned out beautiful. All new paint, all new design wheels. And uh, a lot of the stuff going on with some of these motorcycles now is called the fat tire technology, meaning they put a really big front tire in these bikes, and it gives it a real mean look. And so this bike is a fat front tire bike. And it's got the custom paint on it. Uh, it was completed in California. It was sent across the country again. Now it's at Rap it's at uh, Black Hills Harley on display. It's been on a uh, rotisserie area out there, and everybody's been looking at it. So we're going to auction that off the day of the ride, and hopefully we raise a lot of money. And half of the money's going to go uh, to the two different uh, charities. And, and so that's the NASCAR Foundation and the Rapid uh, Rapid City Special Olympics are the charities that this second annual Rusty Wallace charity ride with Buffalo Chip is going to include. And Mike, as a Harley-Davidson guy yourself, I'm sure you've had an opportunity to see this bike that's going to be auctioned off. It's a beauty. I've only seen it in photographs, but I've seen bikes that Rusty's played a role in designing and and putting his touch to in the past. I actually was in Tilly Harley-Davidson last week, Rusty, and saw one of your bikes that, that you do there at your shop. Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, so I've, I've only seen photographs of this bike, but I can promise you it's it's one of those jaw droppers when you see it because Rusty's just has a knack. And when you put Arlen Ness Industries into that, and Corey and that group, it's going to be a, a very, very, very special bike. That's NASCAR's Mike Helton and NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. You can hear much more of that interview on this week's MRN Crew Call. You can download it for free at MRN.com. Coming up next, NASCAR Xfinity Series winner from Kansas, Brandon Jones, will join us. And later, we'll have 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Kansas NASCAR Xfinity Series winner Brandon Jones is coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together. That's Dale Earnhardt. He shouldn't have even been messing with me in the first place, and so I flipped the script on him, and what does he do? Wipe us out. Here's stories you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season. So Dale comes over and I said, what did Mark say? He said he wouldn't talk to him. So Mark goes on to win four races in a row after that. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Brandon Jones picked up his second win of the season this past weekend in the NASCAR Xfinity Series Kansas Lottery 250 at Kansas Speedway. MRN's Woody Kane talked with Brandon about that win and his run for the title. Brandon Jones joins us now from Joe Gibbs Racing, the most recent winner in the Xfinity Series. And, Brandon, that has a pretty nice ring to it, I guess, for your ears. Second win of the season. You're up to fourth in the standings, and now you get a little breather to enjoy it for a little bit. No kidding, man. I mean, what? Not a better way to end it on off weekend, too. Now we get to go and take a breath, you know, kind of go recuperate a little bit. And um, that was the longest week I've had, man. I've never actually competed on thing in a triple header like that. And uh, you go back in history and, you know, when Kyle and all those guys were doing that, I mean, that is just unreal that, you know, that they were able to do that and put their bodies through that because that was pretty brutal. I mean, Kansas was hot um, every single day and it didn't matter if it was a nighttime race for the trucks or if it was in the day, it was all hot. So um, prepping my body for that was a big challenge um, for coming into that. You know, I, I tried to you know, limit no caffeine at all. And that was something way different I was doing, you know, and trying to really put a bunch of water in me, a lot of electrolytes and, um, so all of it kind of paid off at the end. And um, the two truck races, I think, honestly did kind of help me for that Xfinity race. Uh, as soon as I got to the car, you know, I, I knew exactly what line was, was working, what line wasn't working. Um, you know, obviously a lot of differences between the fall trace and the way the truck drives compared to the Xfinity car. But um, the lines and the tire were, were very similar. So um, I think that was a, a pretty good advantage going into that race. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, the double and triple duty thing. Uh, about a month ago, you won a truck race, and then it seemed like the bad luck just jumped on your back and started punching you in the back of the head, dude. You couldn't get out of anything. It seemed like anybody's way. All the wrecks happened right around you. But here lately, you had a really good run at Texas, and then you get the win at Kansas. Does it feel like you've turned things around? I mean, not that you weren't fast the whole time, but, man, sometimes luck just is, is all over you. Yes, absolutely. And and I came to Texas, you know, I just wanted to finish Texas. I, and, and you, you mentioned it, man, we had a string there that um, just DNF after DNF and, and that just gets so frustrating after a while. And um, you're going back and there's nothing you can really do. You know, you look and you're like, if I could have done that better, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have changed the outcome any. And um, so that was what Texas was all about for me was rebounding. There was some times that I could have forced some issues on people, I thought, and I could have been a little bit more aggressive. But I looked at it as a whole and I'm like, we just got to finish a race and uh, we're not learning anything by not, you know, not doing that. So um, we were able to do so there. We had a bunch of speed at Texas. Um, I just don't think we were in the right place at the right time there with track position and um, coming into Kansas. Um, I, I had a bunch of confidence, you know, that was the first Xfinity win for me last year there. And 
Um, so, so as I was studying that race and stuff, and uh, I, had, I had a bunch coming into that race, and uh, we really weren't the dominant car. I mean, at times, uh, we were very fast, and we were running times as good as the leader was, and if not better during that race, but I thought as a whole, we were maybe a fourth, third, third fourth place car, and um, those restarts, man, at the end, it's came down to that two times um, the past two years, um, and I, I've, I've worked a lot on that um, this offseason and throughout the entire season this year was uh, getting better with those restarts. You know, that's where you start looking at the little details and it's pit road, it's restarts, um, it's how you optimize the whole lap after a restart. So, you know, I think all the, all the things that I'm doing is in the right direction um, and it's, it's kind of showing and paying off for me here. I think on the cup side, the, the arrow thing is, is a little bit more pronounced where a guy can get out front and stay there. But even in the Xfinity series, it, it seems like most of the action is restarts now because you just don't see many instances anymore of a guy just flat running somebody down and driving away from him, do you? Not really. I mean, we we are so close. And I think all three series at this point are the top 12 to 15, man. We, we run such tight lap times that you know, you, you're at the mercy of them messing up pretty much. I mean, you are trying to pressure them the entire time into slipping, and it's just a tenth of a second, you know, each lap. And that eventually equates to a bunch of uh, a bunch of position. And so um, if you're able just to barely optimize the, the tire and the, and the track a little bit better than the guy in front of you, then, you know, eventually you're going to get him. But it is crazy. I mean, there, there's times that, you know, when you're, when you're going uh, – 190 to 200 the arrow is so much bigger than if you're going you know 100 on a restart so that's where you see those guys really trying to make it time up because the arrow kind of goes out the window on those restarts <clears throat> obviously you see guys side wrapping hard on restarts but it uh it isn't as big as when you pull up to somebody behind them going you know 200 versus 100 so um that's kind of the that's kind of where you see those guys really making moves uh, is because the car is handling great for you on restart. So um, if you can make some time there, then it's going to be hard for that guy to to, uh, to pass you when you get going. The Xfinity Series, an another big difference to me is the composite body. We're over a year uh, with that under our belts now. Uh, the Cup guys say a lot of times, man, we just can't keep the fenders off the wheels when we have just a little minor bit of contact. The Xfinity Series, you guys seem to be able to take a lick and keep on rolling. What has been your experience with this composite body? How do you like it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's great, man. I mean, there are um, plenty of times that we've all taken hits that would have ended your day in the Cup Series, 100%. And, uh, you know, I go back um, before these races and watch film from previous races, and you can actually really start seeing, you know, when people hit the wall, what it does to the car. And it's it's very minor. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had incidents this year that we've hit the wall a couple times or brushed off of it and kept going and no issues. And, um, you know, eventually you're going to run into, if you hit it hard enough, you know, the body's not going to be the problem. It's breaking parts and breaking uh, suspension components. So obviously those things take you out of the race. But uh, yeah, I mean, these bodies, these bodies, I think, hold up fairly well. And, and uh, you can continue to bounce off the wall and uh, keep going. And, and that's great for places like Kansas, Homestead, um, Auto Club. I mean, those are all tracks that you are, you know, up against the fence. And uh, you just, I don't think you can do it, you know, without bouncing off the wall if you're going to be competitive. I mean, you're optimizing every bit of that track um, that, yeah, you can. So it's going to happen eventually. That's Kansas NASCAR Xfinity Series winner, Brandon Jones. We'll have a 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson next. And later, we'll look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history. Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here. 
This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in Victory Lane. Blue Emu works fast and you won't stink. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're closing in on the checkered flag on this week's NASCAR Live. And as we get deeper in the summer months, the heat in these NASCAR race cars will rise to unbelievable temperatures. Jimmy Johnson recalls the hottest he's ever experienced in a race car. It's this week's 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Been in charge all afternoon here at Pocono, and Jimmy Johnson will complete the Pocono sweep. Yeah, there's been plenty of moments in, in a cup car. Uh, the summer months, uh, there was a race at Indy that was just brutally hot. Homestead seems to shock everybody when we get down there. I guess we've had some fall events, and then you get reminded that it's still summer down in Florida, and that one that one usually gets you. But my, my worst experience by far was in a Grand Am car. I can't remember the year exactly, but I did the six-hour event. Uh, in July with, uh, it wasn't Stallings, it was with uh, Bill Riley. And Mark Gusens was my teammate. We were in the 91 car. And I started, I think I qualified the car. Uh, we had practice, qualify, then cup practice, and a whole bunch going on, then a six-hour race. And I got behind on hydration and didn't keep up while I was in the car. We had an electrical problem that took out the drink system in the car. And I, I had to pit maybe 10 minutes before it was time because I couldn't push the brake pedal hard enough to get it stopped and I missed the chicane on the back stretch so I, I came to pit road I got out of the car and of course tried to get cooled down and, and have some fluids but about an hour later I started cramping and I actually went into a full body cramp and was stranded inside my motorhome laying on the floor I mean I wish I had a picture of what I looked like uh, but I mean I'm telling you every muscle in my body locked up and I could barely get to my phone, which was on the table, and I knocked it off. And then, I don't know if you've ever had a cramp, but try dialing a phone with, you know, everything like it is. And I, Gordon was next door in his motorhome, and I called him, and he didn't answer. And when he didn't answer, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And then shortly thereafter, he called back, and I just started yelling at him, you know, get over here, get over here. And as he came in my bus, it took him about two or three minutes to stop laughing at me. And then he got me to the care center, and three IV bags later, I, I felt like myself again. So that was a very, very tough uh, experience for me. And I didn't cramp in the, in the car itself, but, uh, you know, after, it, it, it got me bad. So that was a tough one. That's 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Visit MRN.com where you can hear many of Jimmy's stories just like that one. Before we wrap up this week's show, here's Susie Armstrong with This Week in NASCAR History. Thanks, Mike. First up, 1983. The police released their final album as a squad, chasing the top of the charts with every breath you take. Sony and Phillips kill the hissy, rumbly cassette tape with the new compact 
disc, launching the digital music era. Chevy Chase and family embarked on an epic journey and a number of sequels as National Lampoon's Vacation rolled out to theaters. And Tim Richmond was certainly faster than the family truckster, collecting his only checkered flag of 1983 in the light Cola 500 at Pocono Raceway. And it looks like Tim Richmond may be able to fulfill his own prophecy of earlier this week as he is substantially ahead of Darrell Waltrip. And as Tim Richmond enters turn three for the final time this afternoon, it looks like he's got a good shot at victory. Bonnet has just gotten by. Gant gets sideways coming through the turn. Here he is off the corner. Tim Richmond heads down to the start-finish line. Harold Kinder puts the checkered flag on him, and Richmond waves to the crowd and wins the Light Cola 500. 1993, Dom DeLuise, Dick Van Patten, and a band of merry males assemble to star in Mel Brooks' latest romp, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. A software glitch put the space shuttle Discovery on hold for a second straight week. Scottish rock band The Proclaimers earwormed us but good with the hit I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles. And the late Dale Earnhardt led 156 of the 500 miles, including the final 10 to win the Die Hard 500 at Talladega Super Speedway. Three wide as they enter the corner. Ernie Irvin to the bottom of the racetrack. Now it thins out to two by two. It's Irvin to the inside. Up high is Dale Earnhardt. Lap traffic ahead. Ernie Irvin with maybe a foot on Dale Earnhardt off the corner. Side by side for the lead of the diehard 500. Here comes Mark Martin. He'll try and tuck in right behind Ernie Irvin, but it's going to be Irvin and Earnhardt settling it. Irvin goes to the low side of the racetrack. Earnhardt force high. Here they come to the stripe. It's going to be a dead heat at the line. Earnhardt by about two inches the way we see it. 1998. Americans mourned the loss of NASA astronaut and the first American in space, Alan Shepard. The Goo Goo Dolls were still riding high as the City of Angels soundtrack hit the record stores, pushing the iconic gritty ballad, Iris, to number one. And Jeff Gordon was truly on top of his game at the Tricky Triangle, leading 164 of 200 laps to claim the win in the Pennsylvania 500 at Pocono, the 98 champs' fifth of 13 victories on the season. Back off the throttle now. Here's Gordon to the bottom of the racetrack. Tucks it right down to the white line. Jeff Gordon back on the gas, headed for the checkered flag. It'll be his fifth win of the year, the 34th of his career, and it wasn't even close. He will lead 161 of 200 laps today. Jeff Gordon wins the Pennsylvania 500 at Pocono. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. And we'd like to thank Rusty Wallace for joining us. Also, our thanks to Mike Helton, Brandon Jones, and Matt Crafton. Well, that's going to put a bow on this week's show. We thank you so much for joining us. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We're here with you next week for NASCAR Live. Hope you tune in and be a part of the show. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. 
like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.